One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to Red Menu, sponsored by the Athletic once again, uh, the home of football writing. Um, brilliant writers over there, loads and loads and loads and loads of Liverpool stories. No ads, no annoying pop-ups. You can get fifty percent off your yearly subscription and a free month by going to www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash Red News. Uh, we're going to start with an article from the Athletic about Rian Brewster. It's titled "Rian Brewster Remains Liverpool's Next Great Hope." But really, what I wanted to discuss is. Uh, 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 something that came out of the game now I didn't know this until we were recording the final word Rosh but Curtis Jones wasn't supposed to take the fifth penalty mate no it shows the balls and the confidence that these, these young lads have got hasn't it I didn't realise until I was doing some research for, for the news agenda um, just pleasantly surprising I think it was, was the good thing I think Klopp came out and said you know if he if he missed it, and, you know he gets get spoken about. But this is something that they remember forever because the fact that it, you know it, it paid off and it worked out. Um, I think Jones was supposed to go before Rigi, but then they, they switched it around and Rigi, you know, the local scouts, gets to gets the winning penalty. It's just incredible news. Absolutely brilliant. So just the quote is: "It wasn't my decision for Curtis to take the last one." Jurgen Klopp later admitted having volunteered information relating to the order of Liverpool's penalties. Had it been down to Klopp, Rigi would have been the fifth taker. For those who know Jones best, his willingness to take centre stage in front of Klopp was not a great surprise I mean it was a brilliant night at Anfield 19 times the ball at the back of the net 9 times uh, Arsenal celebrated the ball in the back of the net and yet still went away without a victory against mighty Liverpool FC at Fortress Anfield um, we're through to the next round of the quarterfinal uh, the next round of the Carabao Cup it is the quarterfinals we've got no idea what's going to happen genuinely um, but as it stands Oxford are going to host Manchester City Manchester United are hosting Colchester United, Villa are hosting Liverpool and Everton are hosting Leicester. The semi-finals haven't been arranged, but it's going to be Manchester City, Manchester United, Everton, Liverpool. Um, Do you think? Looks like that's what they're trying to set up. That'd be good for TV, wouldn't it? Work out well. Um, If you were trying to set that up, you'd have put Everton against the worst team. (laughs) yeah no you're right though um so um quarterfinal draw is confirmed there's loads of stuff come out about this now let's just take a little look before we do talk about what Jürgen Klopp said uh, about the quarterfinal draw rush Liverpool's fixtures November the 2nd, Villa. Three days later, Genk. Five days later, City. 
Eight days later, Palace international break there. Four days later, Napoli. Three days later, Brighton. Four, four or five days later, Everton. Three days, Bournemouth. Three days, Salzburg. Four days, Watford. 18th is Club World Cup. 21st is Club World Cup. 26th is Leicester. 29th of December is Wolves. And the 2nd of January is Sheffield United. Now, we've got the Carabao Cup to fit in there. ESPN have done an amazing piece, Ross, and, and I'd like you to talk us through this. Um, I'd probably best start a little bit higher up um, because... Um, it does explain a little bit of the background and stuff. So why can't we play the Carabao Cup the week that they want us to play the Carabao Cup, Ross? Because there's too many fixtures. I'll just quickly read through some of this. So um, can't we play the Carabao Cup tie before then? There is no spare midweek dates. There's just too many fixtures as you just read out. Uh, after the next international break, there's a Champions League round followed by a full set of Premier League games and then the final set of UEFA Champions League games. That takes us to mid-December. So when could it be played? Liverpool are back in the Premier League action after 26th of December. After returning back from Qatar, the next possible spare date is the week of the 7th of January, which is the first leg of the Carabao Cup semi-finals are scheduled. It seems almost certain that the Aston Villa versus Liverpool quarter-final tie will be played then, but the real issue is the knock-on effects for the semi-finals. So basically, they'll have wow. to move the semi-finals to, to get Liverpool into the quarter-finals. Or, as, as you're going to later on, what Jurgen Klopp says, of just... I feel like screwing Liverpool over is the, the right term or phrase to use, but do you have to either move it or shoehorn Liverpool into playing what two game, three games in the space of five days, which is just no, it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, what Klopp did say is if they don't find an appropriate place, and I don't mean Christmas Day, three a.m., then we don't play the game. Klopp said following the Arsenal victory, if they don't find the proper date and we can't play the next round, then whoever our opponent is will go through or Arsenal play. I think a lot of people from the Premier League were sitting watching on television hoping Arsenal can do it, but I'm sorry. So what he's hinting at here is that Liverpool, if it's an appropriate date, that one that they consider appropriate isn't found, then they won't play in this game. And they might just forfeit, maybe Arsenal go back in, which I don't think is ever going to happen. No, but it like. does feel like Villa just progressing to the semi-finals. ESPN, though, again, Ross, have done two scenarios. One that's the most likely that they think will happen which means that, and you can see it on your screen now, the FA Cup third round will be played on January the 4th. The quarter-final that we're talking about against Villa will be played on January the 7th. Then January the 11th, it's Premier League games. Then it's FA Cup replays, Premier League games, Premier League games, FA Cup fourth round, blah, blah, blah. You can see this on your screen now. The scenario that's uh, slightly less likely is yeah on the 4th and the 7th, they stay the same. Then it's Premier League games. Then Aston Villa or Liverpool Carabao Cup semi-final leg one, but is a possible FA Cup replay clash, and then it carries on. It's just <laughs> a mess. insane. And it, this is the point that, uh, that Jürgen, sorry, Jürgen is trying to get across, Raj, is that you can't, there's a problem with the fixture list. It's not a Liverpool problem, this, and that's why you use the words, uh, and I didn't read them out, we won't be the victim here. Because there's too many competitions, there's too many games, and there's not even one spare midweek thing for Liverpool. Because they're a victim of the, if they are a victim, they're a victim of their own success. Yeah, this is something that Jurgen Klopp's mentioned in his whole tenure at Liverpool. <coughs> I think you know it's great having all these these cup runs and, and being successful. And you could argue this is the price you pay for being successful because obviously didn't win the Champions League, we're not in the World Club Cup, and then it's it's a bit more bit more simple that way. But he's used to being in, you know, European leagues where they have like a massive winter break, and it's not, it's not just a congested fixture list. It's a knock-on effect that it has on the players. You know, injuries be, become more apparent because they're playing too much football. Fatigue kicks in. You know, I, I think we're quite lucky now. We've got a bit more of a squad that we can use. 
but like giving them out of games, like you, you may as well have two teams at that point, waiting <laughs> because you're playing three games in eight days for the majority of December. It's just ridiculous. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. I mean, I when I sat down with with Jürgen over in America in the summer. Um, we spoke a little bit about systems and you know how you employ more than one system as a football manager. And I remember specifically, and, and this this interview is available on the RedmanTV.com if you are a subscriber, um, and you've got a free month if you want to sign up and just watch this interview. Um, Twenty minutes sit down between me and Klopp, and he spoke about the idea that I'd place, I'd have six systems. Liverpool would be able to use six systems. If I had time to coach, like if he, and I think one of the things you saw, if you like American sport, like American footy, you know, there's not that many weekends a year. It starts in September, it finishes in February. There's four or five months there, maybe a bit more in the, in the middle. He said, I play six systems. If I had that much time off, football would be better for it. He thinks the actual football itself would be technically better. Everybody would know how to do a lot more, but there's just not enough training time. There is no training time here between, you know. The start of November and by the looks of it, February the 8th or whatever. And here's the thing. This is why it comes back to Liverpool having signed a load of players this summer, I think. Because when are you going to train them? When are you going to get them into the side? Yeah. There's just not enough time for no, all of this. There's no room for error, is there? Because obviously, you know, challenge for a Premier League title, the Champions League, obviously the Carabao Cup, I know we played youth and stuff, but you still want to win all those things. You still got your best sides, you still got, you know, it's like even like just training, it's like it's no time for training because you've got to travel everywhere as well. Obviously, <laughs> Qatar's like not the nearest place in it. It's down to 62, you know, mate. You know, it, it's a nightmare for, for people to play. And, and the other thing as well, I, I know we hate international breaks and stuff, but I just hope there's some sort of common sense used by international managers or there's... I don't know if you can do that actually, but do you know what I mean? They look at Liverpool's fixture lists and there's some sort of agreement there of like if it's a friendly or whatever it is, I don't know what it is. You know, if England have already qualified or whatever, just let the players have a rest because that's the other thing that he complains of. Like, it's not, like, and you're right, it's not just Liverpool. It affects the quality of the Premier League and, and everything else that going into of people playing five games in the space of a week. It's absolutely mental. Um, so we're now on to EmpireTheCop.com uh, and this is the latest on Naby Keita's injury. He was obviously taken off last night in the win over Arsenal. Uh, if Naby's injury is not so serious as I hope, then it was a nearly perfect night. Jürgen Klopp told LiverpoolFC.com. He felt a little bit. I saw it. He slipped when he lost the ball. He slipped away. I saw him limping afterwards and that's why we did it. So hopefully Naby's injury isn't too bad. Um, now one of the reasons I think that, you know, uh, we, we had a big Big old talk about Naby Keita and his performance over on the final word this morning, Rosh. Again, that one's out on the RedmanTV.com if you do want to go and check it out. Um, obviously, I haven't spoken to you about it, but I think everybody was a little bit underwhelmed with Naby's performance last night. I think everyone wanted him to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. But with Villa at the weekend and the possibility of if Fabinho plays and he picks up a yellow card, he'll miss City. Having Naby as an option would be maybe a good thing for Saturday. Possibly, but again, it comes back to the, the high-pressure situation of, you know, Liverpool need those three points. I want Liverpool to go into the City game. I shouldn't really think of that far forward. I want Liverpool to win every game, but go into the City game with a big lead as possible. I don't know whether... I'm not filled with confidence by Naby Keita's performances or or his, his injuries at, at the moment. Last night, he was he had good spells. I thought him and Chamberlain making runs from deep, got on the ball, we saw the penetrating runs that he, that he can make. But he was playing against you know, Arsenal kids, and that's why you think you're right, you know, take the game by the scuffle the next show is what you can do. And it's also build up a frustration because of how many times have we had this conversation go, oh, yeah, Naby's good, he's back now, he's fine, he's injured. I, I'm sure he will be frustrated as much as we are. 
but you know, do you chuck him in for a Premier League game that you must win? Genk probably next week as well is is must win if you can get the Champions League done as soon as possible. And then do you, do you chuck him in City or what? I don't know. Mm. No, it's interesting. Uh, I'm just had a quick look over the comments. I'll come to sign in a second, but I can see that there's a there's a there's a big thing going on about Naby Keita now. I don't I I don't feel that you know he had a bad game last night. I just don't think he was involved enough. He disappointed me without him being misplacing passes and missing tackles and stuff. I think, he, but. Funny, there's someone in the comments called Ghost, and that was the word that was used to describe him on the final word show. Naby being injured is a good thing, says Ghost. At least he's going to be far away from the pitch. I disagree. You saw against Genk what he can do. The quality that he's got, that he can play well. And I think, and I made this point on the final word show, that we'll move off Naby after this, because we did probably a good 10-15 minute segment on the final word. I don't want to tread too much over that for anyone who's, who's going to be watching that one. But for me... It's very difficult to judge the midfield when the rest of the team isn't the same. You know, so when you've got an option of Trent or uh, Robbo to pass the ball out to, it just becomes much easier for the midfielders because they're, they're going to have to think about those type of players as well. But equally, what affected Chamberlain having that game? He scored a worldie. He was involved in the first goal. I don't think he had a good game. Well, I think he scored a worldie. I don't think he was, was he involved a for... 9 out of 10, really. I think Not he... a 9 out of 10, but you, you compare him to what, what, what Keith did, I think he's still seen glimpses of what Chamberlain could do. He's probably absolutely. Won the I'm not saying his Chamberlain finish was absolutely outstanding. And, the, you know, he gets down the wing really well in the first they, minute. They, they give the ball away a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. He, he messed up for their first goal. He gave the ball away for that by playing a crossfield ball. So, I'm not saying he had a bad game either. I mean, you know, that finish is unbelievable. But I don't think... And I think Alana had the better game of the three of them, if I'm perfectly honest with you. And people might disagree with me on that. But anyway, Sai, let's get into some of your comments, mate. Um, right, so we have got... Uh, there was loads of Navi stuff, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and leave that. Um, Joey Murray says, with those fixtures, there's bound to be some mediocre performances and maybe some drop points. I just hope people don't start overreacting if we don't win every game 3 now. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely spot on. Do you agree? Yeah, but now you've said it, I can, I can foresee it already. I mean, Twitch is not the best place in the world, but you know, I think James Miller actually said last week you can't you can't beat your best every game. I think he did an interview with, with someone, and you know, those things things will happen. As I said before, fatigue will kick in. People will still fancy the chances against us because they don't want us to win the league, they don't want us to win the Champions League and stuff like that. Being European champions, I think we've seen already this season that people go up an extra level because they, they, they want to make a point against us. We have to be prepared for that as best we can. And the comments, right, you know natural ability and, and nature will take its course if they're knackered they're knackered and it'll probably come back to you said Liverpool didn't buy anyone in the summer they'll be shocked of you know oh, yeah, people who didn't foresee 30 games in December going why don't we buy nine players it will happen yeah but listen Klopp's doing the right thing here Klopp has rested all of our players for this game yeah. coming up you know we've had so you know so many youngsters came into that squad so many fringe players got minutes midweek that he's going to rest them where he can and we'll probably have to see more rotation as the season goes on and stuff um, but then you're thinking about you know it, for me it makes Genk a really big important game yeah. and you know you want to you want to probably try and have that Salzburg game off in December um, the 10th of December you want to be through in the group by then so that you can rest lads again in a really crucial time of the season just give maybe you some youth or fringe players a game against Salzburg away from home because you're already through uh, so Klopp's got to be very clever he's got to rotate is there any more for you there Sai? Yeah there's a couple of nice little comments about the youngsters who played yesterday so I've Great. got um, Tani Sujayan says all the youngsters that played yesterday showed a bright future for Liverpool including Nico with his amazing work rate at right back 
They all gave you everything they could. Amazing talent. And Rob Davies says, so proud of our young guns beating the Gooners who had about eight regular first teamers from the start with the Premier League subs bench. Get in, mighty Red Boys. Yeah, that was a, it wasn't a concern going in, but it was actually a surprise when the teams came out. I was like, we Liverpool never left any insurance on that bench. Really thinking, you know, might chuck a man or something that comes on where they was bringing Gwen Doozy and stuff, and we brought Curtis Jones on for Oxlade change. And our sub changed the game. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I didn't see that as a negative. I saw it as a negative at the time, but obviously it actually paid off. I think they play a bit out of fear, and obviously being in and around the, the first team, which they obviously do in pre season, I think that's all you can see that coming to, to uh, and why that's paid off. So, obviously, they went on the pre season tour in America, and obviously, the latter stages, the mentality kicks in, you learn from that, you know, being at such a young age. Harvey Elliott, again, as long as he didn't score, but he just played without fear, which, which I quite like, direct running at people. Nico Williams at the time when I left the game, I wasn't sure what to think when I left the game. But I thought I didn't think he was that good, and then obviously afterwards when I did the play ratings, everyone was like, "I oh, know he was amazing." Watched the highlights, really good. It's, it's, it's all I was the same. Yeah. I was really down on Williams when I come out. I haven't watched it back and I haven't looked at his stats and everything else that goes in and around it. I got it wrong, you know. I'm not saying he got a ten out of ten performance, but I think it was a good, solid performance from a young Williams at right back there. Um, so if you're watching, I owe you an apology. Here it is. I'm sorry for my play rating. I got it completely wrong. Good to you were very good. I don't know. I can't remember myself. Oh, happened in a blare and about 50 to 60 to 70 people around me jumping and singing and stuff it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good video actually I enjoyed it it was really good fun thank you for coming down if you did anyway that has been um, daily news for today don't forget to check out our partners The Athletic www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash redmenews get 50% off your yearly subscription taking it down to about £2.50 per month like the video smash that like button leave us your thoughts in the comment section below and we'll see you tomorrow on Red Men News Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.